guys, this is a pre-intro because this is letting you know this is an episode that was recorded last year in July 2020 um, about the DMX versus Snoop versus. I'm I took it off the archives and just edited it very lightly. It was actually a very long episode. This is actually half of it. And um, I felt like it was important to post it because unfortunately we had the news today, Friday, April 9th, that DMX has passed away. Um, so respectfully make him rest in peace and I hope there's peace and blessings to his loved ones and family because you know he's had a hard journey. I will say that in light of the timing, I didn't change anything, right? So there's, there's a lot of um, reverence for him, a lot of love, a lot of support. There is a little bit of criticism. We got some jokes too, but I kept it real. At the end of the day, you'll see that it's um, very positive overall. But, you know, it was a, not going to say a different time. I think it's still valid, everything we said. And um, at the end of the day, it's nothing but love for Dark Man X. So I hope you enjoy this. I'm still on hiatus, by the way. I hope you're all uh, safe and well. And um, till the next thing, you know, till next time, whenever something takes me out of hiatus, you can find me on TikTok. Welcome back to Gab with Gwen. This is your girl Gwen. I have two guests joining me remotely. Two returning guests. We have my homeboy Ismail Abdul Salam, regular on the podcast these days. What's up, Ismail? Doing good. Glad to be back as always. Thank you. And we got my bio sister, not my play play sister, Miss <laughs> Brooklyn. How are you? Hey folks. Hi, hi. No hey, here folks. keeping hope alive. Hey. So there's a previous episode, guys, where actually the three of us have done before. Uh, I will look at some other point and tell you it was it was I think I used to love her an ode to hip hop, but I don't know the number and I'm tired. It's a Friday night. It is uh, Friday, July 24th. I like to tell y'all the dates because if it's out of date by the time you get it, don't blame me because Gwen got a busy life, okay? But I'm going to try to edit this and get this out relatively soon. So I brought us back together today to talk about hip-hop again because when we did that episode, which I was, we were just talking before we turned on the recording, that that was two years ago, which is wild. Um, my audio is better now, folks. But that was two years ago, and it was a whole episode dedicated to hip-hop. And, you know, with Versus and Corona, we've all been stuck in a house, stuck in a house, and watching these different battles. And so the last one that just happened someday this week, which I can't recall, was Snoop Dogg versus DMX. The irony, I'll just to start this out, is that I think I have released an episode where Ismail and I have talked about potential people Snoop could go against and we yeah. never said DMX well who did you guys say so we said Snoop would be on the short list of people who would be very difficult to go against we had like him LL and I think Jay were like and I think Missy too were like the top ones where we said they had so many hits it would be hard to get them a rival like a peer that would be compatible and for Snoop I don't think we even were able to get one now Snoop himself was talking about he wanted to do him and Jay but we still thought that that was kind of lopsided. Mm, yeah. And we really couldn't find a good one for Snoop. We couldn't find one a good one for LL because everybody that he came up with in the 80s don't have enough hits to go against him. And then the same thing with Missy. It was like, well, who's a good one for Missy? We thought maybe Buster might be a good one, but that's the only one that we could really think of. So Snoop was kind of an anomaly where we felt like no one really matched up good with him. And I mean, so I was surprised. I was like, DMX? Who said this? 
I was like, we really have delusions of grandeur. That's what I thought mm-hmm. going into it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. actually, my mm-hmm. sister Brooklyn was like, are you watching this? I was like, no, I'm not interested. Like, why am I going to watch him get washed? That was my sentiment. But I Look at to- Earl. <laughs> Look at how Earl held his own. Yeah. Y'all were sleeping on Earl. I was sleeping on X. I was. And I think, and I don't know why. I was like, how did I forget these songs? Yeah. And they're still good. Yes. And I was like, well, look at him holding his own. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it, too, is, you know, Snoop is still in the public eye, per se. He's not, you know, putting out hit after hit. But it's been a while with DMS. His slide has been so long that I think, like you said, a lot of us forgot how dominant he was. His run wasn't as long as Snoop, but, you know, for a good five, six, seven years, he was the top rapper. And he has three or four multi-platinum albums. You know, he completely crossed over. He had the hood audience, had the commercial audience. So this was a very good reminder for a lot of people, you know, how dominant he was at his prime. I agree. Now, I think younger people were like, what? Like, they're like, what is this? Like, they just didn't know his songs. And then I also think from Twitter, because, you know, I always like to be on Twitter, follow at Gabwickwin. I'm always seeing what people are saying and I, I did feel that there it was again a regional difference <laughs> okay so part oh, of yeah. it like people were you know I felt like what I was seeing people who were from the west coast maybe the midwest I don't know they were you know hardcore snoop and I felt like if you were from New York like the or the tri-state or the east coast whatever or not you had a lot of memories associated with DMX that I was like hold up <laughs> Hold up, these might not be as known as Snoop, but these were bangers. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. And then just the uh, the mic presence too. It was good that they were in the same room, so that helped a lot too. So just seeing DMX, you know, when you hear that voice, it does something to you. It's one of the best voices we've ever had in hip hop, Snoop too. But in that type of environment where you want to reminisce, get hype, you know, DMX was perfect for that. Perfect. I mean, he was, for me, unrecognizable. I mean, <laughs> I mean, so we have a group text. So yeah. me, my sister Brooklyn, and my cousin Jay, who's been on podcast before as well. And we talk about different shit and we talk about these versus battles. So they're texting and I'm like, they're clowning him for his weight gain, which I'm not mad. But when I saw him, I was like, oh shit, I just, I, he really wasn't recognizable to me, which is interesting. But I his voices. You no, know, Belly was 20 years ago. Well, 21 years ago, I think. So a lot has happened. He's had a hard life. I mean, he's he turns 50 this year, you know? And like you said, Ishmael, he's had a hard life. I'll be honest. My main reason for even checking out this battle was to see what he looking like now. Does he still have teeth? Can he still, <laughs> can he still hold his own in society? And, you know, I'm, I, I was... I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, yeah, a part of me did expect to see the physique we had, you know, of DMX back in the 90s when, yes, he always had his shirt off, he was in belly. But, you know, hey, life, man. It happens to the best of us. It sure does. to the best of us. And listen, let's give him his flowers while he's alive because especially when you've had so many issues with addiction and things like that, Yes, people don't make it this long. So... It really, you know, does it really matter? It didn't matter. So he was there. Now Snoop, you know, is active on social media. <laughs> so we see Snoop all the time. 
Right. Snoop is slimmer than I recall him being for some reason. You know, I just want his metabolism. I don't know yeah, what he doing. He's always been real thin. I mean, yes. think about what in Baby Boy. I don't know if you remember the scene where he was um, tussling with uh, what was her name? I can't remember her name right now. You know who I'm talking about? The uh, main actress in the film. But he Taraji? had a tank top on. Taraji, right? When he was tussling with her, I think he was about to assault her. But he had a tank top on, and he was real thin back then. I mean, he's really always been this small. I mean, he might look a little bit smaller, but he's never gained like any weight. No I think it was way, because no the clothes way, used to no be bigger way. back in the day. That too. Right? True, so the true. clothes are bigger. So it gave, you know, you knew he was thin. The illusion was there. But like now that the clothes are more fitted, I was like, he it is. It really stands out. Yeah. Felt. This man, I mean, <laughs> for you to be smoking as much as you do, like what is your gym regimen? You are the tiniest of the tiny. My goodness. Maybe it's the height that helps, too, because, you know, Beanie Man was also very skinny, and, you know, he has a little gut now, but Snoop has, like, no gut, no nothing. It's just, like, he's string beans, even in his 50s. This is amazing. Yeah, just, it is amazing. It's fascinating. So it was interesting to see that juxtaposition where he's maintained his, you know, physique, he's on top of everything, he's healthy, he's jovial, right? And Mm -hmm. still a head full of hair, too. You know, receding that hairline, too, yeah. but yeah, it, it was receding, but yes. Well, the hairline is going back a little bit, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, we're not mad. And I was glad they were together in the same room because I hate to say it, and shout out to, you know, our older cousins and family members and aunties and uncles. But, you know, the struggle of using hmm. the technology is is tiring, though. So, <laughs> see, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. But I, think but I don't understand how... None of them have somebody on. I know they got some young heads on their crew to kind of help them through it. They claim that all the time, though. They always say, well, this is what Swiss says. He says he gives them the kit. You know, they have a whole kit with directions a week, couple weeks in advance. And they're supposed to, you know, do a couple test runs. They claim they do that. But then once they get on Mm-mm. the night of the show, all these mishaps happen. But I think, thankfully, you know, Beanie and Bounty have kind of set the standard. I don't think yes. you can really even do separate locations anymore. I don't think the public will accept it after that. Because, you know, that's still the preeminent versus battle. That's your template right there. Everything is going to be judged based on, you know, that battle now. So you definitely have to be in the same room now. I mean, okay, but we've talked about this. Some of these niggas ain't preparing, and I don't care what they say, (laughs) okay? Because Ludacris clearly prepared. He did not cut out one time. And Nelly clearly did not, (laughs) okay? Wait, 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 wait. But wasn't Nelly in like a tornado or a rainstorm or something? Well, that's what he was claiming. But even when it started, his song selection was just terrible. Okay, well. Yeah. You know, look, you know how many thunderstorms we had this summer in New York? And how many podcasts I've been recording when we've had thunderstorms? I mean, I'm sorry. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, hold up, Brooklyn. Because, um, yeah, this is not the 80s where, you know, as soon as you hear a little thunderstorm, you got to, no, don't get on the phone and turn off the computer. Like, yeah, no, it really should not have an effect. So, no, you're right. They are not preparing. They're not preparing. I mean, it's clear because you see when people do and when they don't. Like, Jill Scott and Erica Badu were prepared until Erica Badu's iPad died. So, again, lack of preparation. You should have had it charging. But otherwise, that was it. Like, come on. Babyface had no problems. So, (laughs) it's, again, this is just parallel to COVID. We're in the group project. Who is actually doing the work and who's slacking? Mm. 
Facts. <laughs> That's all this is showing us. Yeah. So I understand the cheat code is to put them together. I do believe that Beanie Man and Bounty Killer are the standard who did the best. I never got to record an episode about it because George Floyd happened right after and there was a lot of shit going on and it, was, it wasn't the right time to do it. But pleasantly surprised. Look, I have not been shocked like in this way so far about any of them where I was like, yeah, it's clearly nah, they suck. You know, he's not, not that he suck. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that clearly it was uneven. I was like, what's the point of watching it? But it really reminded me, like, oh my God, he does have a catalog. And now mm-hmm. again, Smith, it, Smith, Snoop is more mainstream and we, you know, we're going to go song by song, but he held his ex held his own and you no know, shout out to DMX for us underestimating you. And you know, I, like you, you said previously, you know, he, like his, his, he came prepared, you know, the, the list of songs he chose to, to, to perform that night was, it was a, it was a dope selection. You know, it definitely brought back some, some memories. And, um, a lot of the songs is like, oh, wow, I completely forgot he had that. They were headbangers. Yeah. I think the thing about Snoop too is, okay, we all know, you know, Doggy Style is one of the best debuts in hip hop history. He started out really, really strong and he's mm-hmm. had a long run. But I think towards the second half of his career, he's been an artist that's more so than carried by features, whether it's the production, working with Pharrell, or whether it's the guest spots. So that's why I think people forgot or were surprised that DMX was able to hang because DMX has always been, he's the star of the show on all of his albums. You know, he doesn't really have to have a lot of guests. Um, with Snoop, you know, when you think of Snoop, you think of Death Row, you think of Dre, you think of yes. Pop, and then later on when he went to No Limit, he had the Southern crew. So you always think of like this gang around Snoop of all these different artists, and I think that's what people were visualizing when they thought about how this battle would go, that it wasn't just DMX going against Snoop, it was basically DMX going against Death Row history for the most part. So that's where the under, where he was being underestimated at, so... So, so besides the music, you know, the one thing that always fascinates me about DMX is the dichotomy of his personality. So you have this one guy where, you know, Snoop asked him to start off the, the battle with a prayer. Yeah. And, you know, he comes, he comes correct. Like, it was, it was humble. He quoted scripture, legit scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, hey, I, I, I feel I, we went, we had a church moment. We had a true church moment in that first couple of minutes. And then the beat drops and we go down to, you know, where my bitches at? <laughs> what these bitches want from a nigga? <laughs> and from day one, that has always fascinated with me because he seems so tortured. But... Gosh, I can't even think of the word right now. Tortured and talented. Yeah, tortured well, you know, and that, talented. That line between brilliance and, you know, insanity is always really thin. And it always seems like, like you mentioned, it always feels like he's on the edge. And you just don't know what side he's going to fall on. And I remember yeah. for a couple of years, he talked about possibly being a minister. And you look at his whole, how he presents himself, his voice. Yep. He would have been a fantastic minister. Yes. If he was a little bit more even killed. But, you know, his whole life <sighs> and everything, he's all over the place. So it's like, you, almost like with Pac, you know, that same type of figure, like you mentioned, why it's so fascinating. That whole, you have the intelligence, 
but you have that you have that street side too that you just can't completely let go and it pulls at you. What you got to say, Gwen? I hear it in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so this is I feel a few things about this. I, I the pop comparison don't make me feel great because I also think that DMX has also struggled with with substance abuse, potentially mental illness. I would agree. So I think there's a difference, right? I think, for example, like Pac, Gemini going Gemini, I know that as one myself. Like, look, you catch me one day, I'm hot, I'm cold, I get that. But I also think that DMX, we know he has a substance abuse problem, you know, drugs, and not just any drugs, like straight up crack. That's not easy to get over. You know, the 80s in New York, the whole country, we all know how the crack epidemic decimated the black community. And for him to still be here, there are a lot of people who never lived to tell the tale. So I think that couples with mental illness, him battling his demons, that's the difference. But honestly, I was chatting a little bit on Twitter with uh, like a Twitter friend and you can make a parallel to Kanye, right? If we're, uh, mm, but yeah. look, the mental illness. Now he's not, he's not, um, he's not as extreme. Extreme. Kanye extreme too, but Kanye's. So this is a difference. Kanye's vice is attention whore, narcissism. So that's what yeah. you see. As if you look, the comparison is that DMX is, is drugs and substance abuse, right? So everyone has some type of vice, but it's just different. And then the other side is Kanye's also had his religious runs, and then thinking he's Jesus and starting a church and all that stuff. So we do see that where people are very talented, but then sometimes it's the mental illness, right? And I think even Lauren Hill, I mean, again, I'm not a doctor and I can't diagnose anyone, but it seems like she also struggles with mental illness potentially as well. Look, so, we already spoke about Lauren. I, I, In I, fact, I, the last time Ishmael, we was hanging out with Ishmael, we spoke yeah, about so Lauren. Really mental illness with Lauren. <laughs> I think you mentioned before, it might have been just, you know, the wrong Jamaican man for her. There you go. Okay, <laughs> with whatever the vice may be, if you're digmatized versus drugs versus narcissism and attention, you know, I think we see that dichotomy of them struggling with that but the thing though in terms of him wanting to be a preacher and i've talked about in other episodes with slim and trinity is that i hate that when you're an entertainer when your career falls off the way you want to go hustle is in the church and then get money from people so that's a whole other issue like mace falls off okay let me be a preacher you know what i mean entertainers are have made more money by going into the church i hear you but if we are comparing DMX to Mace, Mace never seemed genuine from jump to me. That sounded like some hocus pocus shit from day one to me. DMX looks like he is really like he, he clearly was brought up Christian, reading the Bible, pounding the Bible. And to Ishmael's point, you know, just having that struggle between the streets and walking that straight and narrow path. And then, of course, you said, you know, the mental illness. I say for better or for worse, you know, DMX is not a con man. You know, what you see is what you get. So I don't, yes. I would totally agree. You know, Mace is an opportunist. He was down here at Clark Atlanta when I was at Morehouse. That's not. He had his church down here too. That his reasons were totally different. You know, DMX, that's one thing I could say he's genuine about, but he could never get himself together enough for, you know, he could run a congregation with no way. 
I feel if he just does a daily prayer podcast, let's start there. I think, you know, exactly. I mean, I think that's fair. So in terms of being authentic and really being a follower or a true believer, I surmise that DMX is. But if I think about Mace Pebbles from back in the day, she's a damn preacher. I don't believe none of these snake salesmen. I don't believe them. I would be more inclined although i still wouldn't want him to be there because i just oof, let's, listen the black church is just so conflicted it's too many charlatans it's just too many charlatans and he's not a charlatan but he also i mean i feel like he boy you can't lead nobody you just how are you gonna <laughs> no. lead anybody you're just not in a position to do it you're a believer but it doesn't mean that you need to be the fisher of men like you need to just stay in your lane and, and read your bible I just don't feel like you're in a position to be the fisher of men and a leader because your struggles are so profound. You are not, I don't think Jesus has the clarity all the time to do something like that. Not at all. I totally agree. You know, to actually be in the congregation weekly, have that responsibility. And then, of course, you know, when you're a preacher, you know, you are put on the level, even though you're not supposed to be. You are, in a sense, deified by Mm -hmm. your flock, so to speak. And then, you know, the women are going to adore you. They'll come back around. You already know his track record and his baby mamas. I mean, that's the last thing he needs is women, women you know, fawning over him in a position of power like that. Exactly. So that's the whole thing. You listen, the church is tricky. You know, these church ladies, you know, throwing that pussy at you like it's a club. I mean, come on. This is true. It's a lot. I mean, listen, it's y'all take Gwen. Y'all be like, oh, she's wrong. No, I'm not. Y'all know it's true. So... I'm just saying. But anyway, I digress. We're 20 minutes in. Let's actually go song to song about it. Now, I missed the first couples, but, you know, I was telling you my opinion. So, first song, Snoop was Dre featuring Deep Cover. And then it says DMX intro. Was it the intro of his first album? Is that what he did? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dark. It's Dark and Hell is Hot, the intro. The really? I mean, I know the intro. Oh, know. really? Yeah. And That's this is so where it was tough, because I'm like, Snoop pretty much put out all of his, you know, big guns in the beginning. And yeah. so did DMX. That's why I was kind of worried. I'm like, well, damn, if you're not getting any of these, how's it going to go? But, uh, yeah, for me, he had to go with Deep Cover. That's Snoop's first introduction. Classic song, classic bass line. Everybody knows that bass line. Matter of fact, you know, no one knows even to this day who Dre sampled that from. He won't reveal it. But, um, yeah. As great as that intro was, I had to pick Deep Color. I agree. Hmm. So for me, and I and I realized, I was like, when I put them to to each, each other, who have I listened to personally more in my own life on repeat? Mm-hmm. I actually listened more to DMX. Where, what? I have. I, I'm, it, it would be Snoop for me. But that you know, the other person. thing we talk about, you know, we talk about the region bias. Let's talk about age bias. You know, when Deep Cover came out, you know, me, me and you, Gwen, we were Okay, first well, of all, you better stop saying anybody's ages. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> uh, hold on. You better rephrase that saying that we were small children. Thank you. We were small, right? <laughs> but we were a bit older when, you know, coming of age or had came of age by the time X had came out. So that, you know, somebody that's a little bit older, when Deep Cover came out, I can see them preferring that more so than the DMX intro. So I do think age plays a factor in that, too. I agree. I agree. This is where I realized that, you know, just for where I was and blah, blah, which one I would have listened to more. Um, 
for me is that. But I'll give it to Snoop, Snoop because of the nostalgia. Okay. So for me, the, the reasoning is a little different. Um, you know, what, when, when Snoop came out, I was a teenager. And I want to say DMX came out. I think I was probably, I was in like, I don't know, freshman year of college or something. I don't remember. But long story short, you know, this was an era where when I started becoming really familiar and really into hip hop, I was still down in the Caribbean and they still censored a lot. So I heard a way, way more Snoop than I did DMX back in the day. It really wasn't until I was up here in college with the freedom to explore that I got more into DMX and Rough Riders. Yeah. Um, I just was, yeah, listen, I was just, uh, <laughs> hey, so listen, y'all give it to Snoop. Listen, I have no problem. Y'all give it to Snoop. I think most people give it to Snoop. It's just me who gave it to DMX. Not a problem. Two. What's two? Snoop was who am I? DMX was what's my name? That's a tough one. I I was flip-flopping on that one, but... Me too. Again, we're talking about Doggy Style. First single off of Doggy Style. That's one of the most anticipated hip-hop albums ever. That's our first single, solo single from Snoop. And that was that was a big, big moment. So. And and just the way the beat dropped on that one when it started. Oh, exactly. Okay, hold on. I'm so about to, good. I'm about to play each one of them for three seconds. Hold on. Okay. See? Right there. Okay. You got to move with this one. That okay, sets on. the tone right there. This one sets the tone too. Yep. Mm. Wow. Uh, uh. It's a tie for me. It's a tie. I love them both. <laughs> And see, one thing I wanted to do when I was doing my tally, I was like, I'm not going to do any ties. I'm going to force myself to pick one. So, being forced, I had to go with Snoop again. I'm taking a little tally here. Okay, so you're saying Ismael's saying Snoop. Whoo! I, I feel like I actually get very indecisive this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn, what are you doing? You doing a tie? I'm doing, unless we got, unless we fighting, I'm doing a tie. <laughs> I feel like I have a tie. To, it's hard for me. I'm doing this high. I can't decide. I can't decide. I, yeah, I, I, I can't do it. Okay, what's the next song? Gin and Juice. Gin and Supper. Gin and Juice at before, against Get At Me, Dog. Where my dog's at, yeah. Remember, that's, that's where we, most of us first heard DMX was that one. Okay, wait, I have a question. Hold on, okay. Ooh. Okay, because they weren't pressing the buttons. Like, I, they were just sitting there. So, was this a predetermined list? Like, this, that was the difference with this one. Cause I didn't see a DJ. Who? Well, they both they had, had DJs. So they had DJs. He had, yeah. Um, he had DJ Battle Cat. He's also a producer out on the West Coast. So that was Snoop's DJ, and then DMX had Swiss. So you yeah, because Swiss oh, did more Swiss, oh, Swiss, Swiss was doing it. Yeah. Oh, because Swiss used yeah. to be his. Okay. Exactly. Oh, I didn't see Swiss. Okay, I really wasn't paying that much attention. Yeah, he, he stayed off camera. He wasn't on camera the whole thing. But they so, referenced him a couple times. Was it curated he, beforehand, or was it like a response? I, I was trying to figure that out. They didn't say, but knowing, you know, we just talked about how haphazard DMX is, you know, exactly. all over the place. So, you know, Swiss pretty much laid out this list for him. I'm I would agree. I'm sure of that. It seemed curated as well to me. Okay. We were talking about that. Like, yeah, it was just too, 
everything was just too well put together. And even when we're talking about Gin and Juice, he, uh, Battle Cat, he switched the beat in and he played uh, was the MC Breeds, Ain't No Future in Your Front. That was the second um, burst he switched the beat on it. So, like you said, everything was planned out. They made sure everything was polished. And probably that is the reason why I would get sneaked that round too. Gin and Juice is probably my favorite single off the of Doggy so. Listen, this, this is the one battle I'm going to do samples for us to really make a decision. We're going Go to do on. see if they can Come on. Come on now, that Gin and Juice beat. Cool. I know. And as old as we are, you know you can recite probably the first couple Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is hard. Now, Gin and Juice has a... It's... it's, it's ooh. Ooh. Y'all go first. I don't know what to do here. I'm Gin and Juice. Yeah, gotcha. You know, I think I will, I will do it as well. You're not trying to represent NYC. Um, no, you know, <laughs> gin and juice is this is this is the closest to G, but I don't I, I don't know. I you know when I listened to when this was actually happening, I wasn't looking at it at all from the battle perspective. I was just enjoying the experience. Mm -hmm. So this is me now trying to grade it and rate it, and I'm actually struggling. Because gin and juice is a classic, but I I hate to say get at me, dog. Lost because it's still very. That's fantastic. It's one of DMX's best songs, but. I mean, I think the difference between the two, at least for me, is gin and juice. D no, let's go back. Where my dog's at is clearly an East Coast banger. Gin and juice, I feel kind of goes across coasts. You know, as far as everybody really just bop into that one. I feel if you are not from the East Coast, you don't go as hard for where my dog's at. But unfortunately, I still got to rock with gin and juice. I mean, I don't care about what anybody else thinks. If y'all was rocking or not in other parts of the country, let's be clear about <laughs> how I rate things. I don't care what y'all was doing. It's about me. Um, I, I'm going to give it to gin and juice. I, I, I hate it, though, that I'm giving it to, to gin and juice. But... I have to give a tie. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm sorry. It's too close to me. It's too, they're both. Gina Juice is bigger, but like the nostalgia, the feeling, and you know, I saw someone on Twitter say this. They said that Snoop's career is built more on you know G funk melodic type sound, mm -hmm. and you know DMX is not. And, you know, he's, they're like, because of that, Snoop, I'm not saying he has a pop feel, but his music is that feel-good music where that's where you get so many people who, it's such a wide range of an audience. But my own personal thing, just my personal aggressive nature, I just really like a hard beat. I agree, yep. I like it rough, rugged, and raw. Yes. Okay, so, <laughs> so I do. I like a hard beat. So that's why, yes, Gin and Juice is, the, it is but you know what? That drop, though... <laughs> And I mean, really, and I, and get at me, dog. Um, I'm a, I'm gonna give it a tie. I know people I know people unequivocally disagree with me, but I, I'm gonna give it a tie. So I'm sorry. Okay. That's that. So four. What's four? Uh, Dre Day, another classic song. This is off the Chronic now. Against um some X shit. Let's play it. Hold on. Let's play yep. It. We all know Dre Day. Everybody remembers the video too. This is one where they were punking Eazy E, right? Yeah. 
And uh, too loud. Well, not too loud. Too loud. Luke in the last verse. I have a lot of memories with this song though. Yes. Another X banger, yep. Okay. Fuck yo. I'm sorry. I have to get up to do. I have. Listen, I, and I think it's, it's a little bit of an age thing here too. I, some of it, I think right. it's, yeah, it's where you were in your life and stuff like that. I have to get up to X just because of my own personal memories and nostalgia. Sorry. <laughs> this one I give to X as well. Oh, okay, so I'm the only one. I'm still sticking with Snoop. I gotta go with Dre. That classic chronic single. Like I said, still in the G Funk round, but you know these are just classic, top tier singles. So I gotta go with Dre. That it is. Listen, it's it's great, and it is like I know it was big, but you know, I mean, I also tweeted like I'm pretty sure I tweeted. I was like, DMX reminds me of being underage going to the tunnels. So <laughs> <laughs> yes. It does. This was definitely a lot of NYC clubbing. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. So I'm sorry. Good uh, times. It's just a different time, man. Mm-hmm. And, and New York is not even like that anymore. So besides the fact that I'm old and washed, New York is not even like that anymore. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, you're not just, getting songs like this in the club anymore. Yeah, it's just, no, it's so different. Era. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Um, what number one? Five? Yep. Yeah. Another tough one. America's Most Wanted versus Stop Being Greedy. greedy. Okay, now let's play. I'm giving it to DMX. I'm sorry. I'm with X. Really? I'm with X. Yep. Oh, man. Pac and Snoop on the same track for the first time in history. Mm -hmm. I got to go with two of America's Most Wanted. I mean, I'll be honest. I felt they could have did a better one. I've heard some people say I mean, I like it, but uh, it could have been better. Pac and Snoop, it could have been better. I'm not going to speak ill of the dead. I'm just saying, <laughs> stop being greedy. I'm going to give it there. Um, six. Sea murder and Snoop down from now my this is Now this is, I can tell you, regional bias here. So I was in Atlanta when this dropped. That song is probably one of the bigger down south posse cuts. You know, when that got played at the club, everybody went crazy, especially in the crunk era. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't like that up north. Um, but this is the beginning of where... I thought DMX started to really hit his stride. Yeah, see, I was never, I was never a Master P fan. Me neither. And um, yeah. but but you know what? It was we had a Nesby National Conference in Anaheim, and they put a bunch of Master P. And I distinctly remember the college crew when we was on the East Coast. We was not feeling him. We'd be like, turn that shit off, turn that shit off. <laughs> We up in this in this conference and everybody start wilding out to Master P and No Limit. So first of all, you need to say tell people what Nesby is because everyone doesn't know what that is. Oh, National Society of Black Engineers. Uh, okay, so shout out to all the black engineers. Um, I'm gonna play it and I'm gonna say my opinion after it. Uh, hold on, what the hell song we talking about? Down for my niggas. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Believe it or not, people went insane when that came on. Mm-mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yep, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I get it, Ishmael. Yeah, having witnessed it myself. Yeah, I actually went to. I was at a Snoop concert. Actually, he had down here in Atlanta, and he played that. I think I actually got it on video. I'm gonna send it to you. Um, a guy actually got stomped out behind me with that song. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, the crowd got that wild when that song came on. But with that said, we're talking about money, cash, hoes. I mean, seriously, this 
to me, classic. Yeah, classic DMX hook. You got Jay on it. Classic single. Probably one of Swiss's best production numbers. Yes. So yeah, money cash hoes. So many, okay, so we're all over there. Oh, and by the way, our initials spell B I G. By the way, Brooklyn is spelling. <laughs> so I'm hey, doing I'll my little it. tally here. Um, yeah, no. So Dalf Money's actually Dalf Money actually does have a great baseline there, but I mean, money cash hoes though. For real. Again, regional bias, and y'all know your girls from New York, so I'm sorry. I can't help but you. But if you, if you get a chance to listen to the full song, really, Snoop has, like, the weakest part on the whole song. So <laughs> if, if you go by that, too. So. But, that's, but this... didn't we say that about Nelly? Nelly, a lot of times, the features he was doing, he wasn't even good on them. True. That is true. Yeah. But this one, like when Snoop went to No Limit, that's when I really kind of stopped messing with him hard, you know? It, it was clear he was just trying to crank out them albums to get out from being under, being obligated to somebody that he wanted, you know, his professional freedom. But can we talk about this? Because we were texting and I said, how come I have no recollection of him going to No Limit? And people were tweeting this. I said, how come I don't remember this? When did this happen? So this happened in 98. Um, you know, after Pop died, when Shug went to jail, that's when he kind of saw his way out. So then Snoop left, but he still had all those contract obligations. So, you know, uh, Master P brought him out of his contract, but of course... I'm spending all this money to buy you out. I'm gonna need at least. I think he put three albums out under No Limit, and the first album that he put out under No Limit, The Game Is to Be Sold, Not to Be Told, wasn't really that good. That's probably why you don't remember. It wasn't '98, and he kind of hit his stride a little bit later in the last two albums. That's when you had like Bitch Please and Lay Low. People remember those singles, but still not necessarily the whole albums. But at least he had some decent singles to end that run, and that took him through. I want to say what 2001, 2002. And that's when he finally got out of the contract situation, which is crazy. That's you know, the lost years for me. I have no recollection. Yeah, you know, and that's the perfect like. way to describe it, the lost years, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no recollection. Okay, so seven. Uh, seven, let's talk let's about this. Come on now, there's, there's no argument here. Let's be serious. Ain't no fun. That, this that, is what? Said w. When that Hell yeah. So okay, we okay. Aliyah's, I guys, I have Spotify. Um, Aliyah. Oh, come back in one piece. Yeah, it's know, not. Everybody on, knows that song. Yeah, it's not on Spotify, but I will just play. Okay, I'm gonna play it and I'm gonna say my opinion about what, what, who should win here. Okay. And I bet you all three of us could recite Nathan's verse. Heck yes. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop right now. Before you open up your gap, Jesus Christ. Uh, the misogyny. Okay. So, the misogyny, okay. yes, yes. Okay, so I agree. It's definitely ain't no fun. Um, hands down. I actually just thought that the sequencing was off here. I thought that back on one piece should have gone someplace else and he could have won. So Let's do a little pause on misogyny here. So, ain't no fun. Absolutely. That's great. So, at one point, we're in a group text with our younger cousin, Jay. And mm-hmm. I would, but aside from that, though, I was tweeting because DMX, though, was very vocal when he's just standing. He's like, you know, where is that? He's like, where my bitches at? Like, he was just very freely calling women bitches just colloquially and casually in his lexicon and speech. And I was like, sir. See, and I think you know, this. In DMX's mind, he probably didn't mean it as disrespect. You know, just another word for female in his mind. I know he didn't. Oh, I know for sure. Didn't. I know he didn't, but 
it's you 2020. Know, these kids who grew up in the PC era, you know, they were clutching their pearls. I felt some type of way. And I tweeted, I was like, ooh. I was like, sir, you just, just throwing off these bitches, bro. You know, and not ironically, like, you're just like, yeah, bitches. <laughs> you were just like, yeah, bitches. <laughs> and you know how crazy that is for the, the crew that grew up on Little Ken X and all that? How we cringe now when we hear that as adults. It's just like, ugh. I didn't cringe. <laughs> I was completely unbothered. <laughs> she was completely fine. <laughs> she was completely fine. I was like, yo, just slow it down a bit. Like, I don't know. Like, you're not ironically saying you're anything. You're just like, yeah, out of the bitches. What? Just where the bitches at? Because even Snoop was trying to say ladies. And he was like, nah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, bitches. <laughs> X is X. That's why we love him. Yep. <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. Um, so no, I agree hands down that ain't no fun shit absolutely has absolutely win. Okay. That round. Eight is Ironically. Bitch, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, eight is bitch please against X wanna give it to you. Let's just play that. Hold on. You remember that Gwen? This is actually from the No Limit period too. Okay, I remember this, yes. Okay. I do. I remember that. Well, who produced this one? So this is when he finally got back with Dre, because Dre did no production on the I first figured as No much. Limit album. So and because it got so badly received, you know, got Dre back in the fold. Yeah, because that country shit. Right. Just a bad fit. <laughs> it's okay, hold on, let me see. Okay, enough. I think I'm actually going to give this one to Snoop. Mm, I gotta go with X on that one. Might have had to let the beat drop to really get the feel of that X song. Yeah, that hold one. Hold on, hold on. Let it keep dropping. I don't know. Bitch, please get down on your motherfucking knees. See, that's where Gwen likes it rough. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that came out wrong, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, now you're making me go back. Nah, I'm giving it. I, it's just for the production. Actually, it's just more for the production. I'm going to give it to, um, I'm still going to give it to Snoop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got X on that one. It's a tie for me. I love them both. We just going to have to fight. I mean, we don't have to fight. Shit. I mean, it's <laughs> we don't have to fight. Okay. So, so that's interesting. <laughs> we were all in different places on that one. What number am I at now? Nine. Nine. G's and Hustlers versus Who We Be. Back to doggy style. Good morning, boys and girls. I'm your substitute teacher. My name is Mr. Buckwood. You know, I did not know this little boy was Bow Wow. Mm-hmm. Hey, people forget Bow Wow was on. Well, I don't know if he was officially signed, but he was with Death Row for a while. I knew the story. Um, yeah, whatever. Okay. Um. Okay, for me, it's easy CMX. It's DMX. <laughs> Same here. Jason Hustle, that's kind of one of the, to me, weaker songs on Doggy Style. One of the I would agree. To me. So I'm going with X on that one, too. Yeah, yeah. And then 10, The Shiznit versus Man, Get It song. On The Floor. All right, let's play it. That was the dog pound here right on W Balls 187.4 on your FM down. 
You're about to go downtown, bitch, right here on the station that plays only platinum hits. That's 187.4 on your FM dial. If you're licking, that's W Bobble. You know, this also reminds me of that era where you had like these dope little intros. Yes. That they, they don't even do that. Remember the, the album used to tell like a full story? Mm-hmm. Now it's like, well, track one, two. You could jump and go to track four and you ain't, ain't miss nothing. Exactly. Old nigga shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's a crazy beat. That's actually a Billy Joel sample. I gotta go with this shit, isn't it? Hmm. Okay. And then let's go to DMX and Sis. DMX. This used to bang, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> DMX. I'm with DMX for this one, too, yeah. Ishmael? I'm still going with Snoop on that one. It's one of my favorite Doggy Style songs. Really? You know, that's mm-hmm. not in my top five from, from that album. It's no, not. I really like that beat to where the flute comes in. We didn't get that part. But um, I think the production holds up a little bit better now, too. Okay. Compared to Then get on the floor? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, all right. That was uh, get on the floor. Okay, so now we're at... Lay Low. Lay Low versus... You remember Whitney singing this? <laughs> okay. Spotify fucked up the order of the playlist. Okay. All right. Or did they switch? Or did they switch? Is it? Did they switch? Uh, at this if point? they got to number 10, they did switch. I they think switched. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is switch yeah. now. Okay. So it actually is fucking with D first. Let's do him first. Come on. I have to let this play because we need to get to the part. like my theme <laughs> i mean that's how i feel that's, <laughs> that's how i feel i don't give a fuck about y'all niggas because y'all ain't killing nothing that's exactly <laughs> how i fucking feel so sorry but let me not let me just play the next song <laughs> That was cute, but I you already know where I'm going. That was cute. <laughs> that was cute. What are y'all doing? <laughs> nah, I like Lalo. I, I like Lalo as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm partial to Nate Dog Hooks. Listen, I don't give a fuck about y- y'all niggas because y'all ain't killing nothing. And that's all I got to say. <laughs> Look, even <laughs> even Whitney said you better lay low. I Did don't y'all... give a fuck about <laughs> y'all niggas because y'all ain't killing nothing. 
Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> I just want to be real. But again, I like aggressive shit, so that's me. Yes. Um, I was like, oh yeah, this is this is totally me. Uh, okay, so next thing is twelve. Oh come on, beautiful. I mean, beautiful one, but sure. No, not to me. Really? Mm-mm. I remember we're talking about misogyny now, so I'm the only man on the on the call tonight. I gotta go with that. <laughs> That's funny. What these bitches want when I was back in college? Oh. Mm-mm. I'm going with I go with DMX as well. Hold on, let's play this. But I, I didn't. But that's not. See, this is weird because no, he put how's it? Did he not? Didn't he put how's it going down against beautiful? No, that was the next round. That's the next round. Oh. No. Oh, so oh. these are oh. the two. Okay, so let's play. Because uh, it, it's actually again, so it's DMX first. So it's what these bitches want. Y'all really going to put what y'all really Nick? Hmm. Any name though, the chick? This shit mm-hmm. is hot. Come on now. This shit. I'm sorry. This is hot. And you were just talking about aggressive shit? Come on now. Exactly. I know, but okay, but I still... Wait, come on. Ah, come on. I mean, no, this, this is... Cool. A, this is cute. This is this nice. Is cute. Like you said, it's cute. It's a nice little bop, but pitted against what these bitches want? Nah. Uh-uh. Okay, I like aggressive stuff, but at least, you know, thugs gotta cry too, nigga. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can I fucking... <laughs> yeah, which is why you, you get, um, how's it going down? We're going to go to that next, too, okay? We're going to yeah, go. I got, I got X over beautiful. So, okay, so you both, okay, so you guys, okay, so B, I, and I, hold on, no, I, yeah, yeah, B, I, and I gave it to Snoop. Come on, and Pharrell, and I see the video, and I'm in Brazil. Yes, yes. Beautiful. Oh, come on, come on. Did you see the What These Bitches Want video? He's in the hood, had the chicks on the on the car and all. I feel like it's because recently on social media y'all had a DMX challenge and going through all these bitches names but whatever. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know that's gotta cry too so I gave it to beautiful that's fine. Uh, we can go to round 13 here. Pump pump versus how it's going but how's it going down went down first so. Oh wait hold on before I know uh, before I play it first of all I already tell you it's, it's actually how's it going down it wins for me. Because if you were if you're real G, you know the intro to this fucking song from the album, okay? And if you're the real G, you know who you fucking, <laughs> who dick you sucking, who dick you sucking. There's no hello, there's no nothing. Nope. Who dick you uh-huh. sucking? He's like I heard some foul shit about you, dude. <laughs> who is it? I ain't fucking nobody. Bitch, you fucking him. I, I love that because. That's my approach to your conversation. <laughs> you crazy. You are like, crazy. Who dick you suck it? Like, we don't need to, we don't need to Forget say, about the niceties or anything. Let's why? get straight to it. Who dick you suck it? I don't know nobody. I don't know nobody at Funkin' Yonkers. Uh, <laughs> I, I gotta holler his name too. Who the fuck is he? Bitch, you fucking him. Yes, that's the point. That's the whole bitch, you fucking him. <laughs> I mean, that's my kind of conversation. So, uh, let's play the intro. Y'all don't even need to hear the song. Y'all need to just hear this. Because if you was a real G, you knew this was the intro. And if you just knew school, you were like, oh. And then, you know, talking about Faith versus the album version, the most important part of this was the fucking skit. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
Exactly. Who think you sucking? Come on, B. I just heard some shit about you, some foul shit. Fuck is the deal? Suck my fucking dick, you bitch ass nigga. No, you explain it to me, bitch. You know what I'm talking about. I don't know nobody up here. You don't fuck with nobody up here, and I ain't been fucking with nobody up here. I don't know nobody in fucking Yonkers. Lying ass bitch, you ain't shit. Do I got to holler his name, too? Who the fuck is he? Listen. Women tell men to suck their dick never get old. Never. I'm sorry? I said women telling men to suck their dick never gets old. It's, it's always hilarious to me. That's one of my favorite things to say. Listen. Hmm. <laughs> listen, Brooklyn knows that. I'm like, <laughs> listen, a lot of people know that's one of my favorite things to say. Um, it's just, I just think it's, that is like classic. And that's a real conversation. And for some people, it's not. But listen, let's just get to the point. All right? Who took you sucking? <laughs> that's, that's it. I heard some shit about you, some foul shit. I've had similar conversations. So I'm you just, crazy. I'm just saying. I've had similar conversations. I was not, no, no one asked me that. Okay. okay. Um, and then what? What's the next? Pump, pump, whatever. Okay. That was a good song, though. Just not against how's it going down. No, it doesn't matter. Listen, it's how's it going down. It's how's it going down. That has to be unanimous, I, I imagine. Okay. And it's then, all good versus bitches ain't shit. Right, bitches okay. ain't shit. I mean, oof. Let's just do this one. Where's my bitches? I mean, yeah. who's going in on that? Holding tricks. Look at that. 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 Look looking at it, yeah, I see some themes of how they actually put the songs against each other. Um, for me, it's DMX. It's DMX. Oh, I gotta go with Bitches Ain't Shit. That, oh, the beat drop too, and the chorus. They're both really good, but that chronic during, I gotta go with that. Okay, listen, no, I, you know, listen, I already, I, I came into this already admitting from the beginning I have a DMX bias, so I already knew <laughs> that. Uh, so we're on 15 now. This was one of the toughest ones. Murder was the case versus, versus slipping. slipping. Okay, so yeah. let's do slipping. You know, the Bass has a long intro. <laughs> I'm... For me, again, I'm going to give it to DMX. But I also, because, like, I think, just like we were talking about mental illness and the dichotomy of his battle, I think that song also demonstrates that. Yes, it does. So, for me, uh, he gets so, it. So, I think it's probably two of their best, like, storytelling-type tracks. Mm-hmm. But um, the reason I give it to DMX is because as good as Murder Was The Case is, Snoop didn't play the best version. The best version is the video version, which has a different beat. So I had to give it to X, too. See, you went all in the technicalities, Ishmael. Wow. <laughs> okay. So Brooklyn, what you give it? Who are you giving it to? Honestly, it was going to be a tie for me. Okay. You got a tie. Got it. All right. We're on 16 now. Doggy Dog World versus Niggas Done Started Something. Yeah. Right? With the locks. Okay. And Mace. 
I don't have to. I, I know the song. Maybe I'm not wrong. I'm throwing this one. <laughs> it's crazy. He he references Coolio. That's how you know how old that shit is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I listen. I already. You know, I'm gonna give it to X. Sorry, had the locks and I, that. I'll tell you why that. Hell is hot. What is what is it called? Hell it's is, dark and hell is hot. It's hot. It's yeah. whatever that name is. And I act like I don't know. It's not true. I had the cassette tape of that. By the way, wow. that album when it came out, I had the cassette tape. I believe it's still at our parents' house. By the way, um, I had the cassette tape. And when you talk about Biggie, like you know, rocking the tape till it pop, I did. Mm-hmm. So. I know that, you know, I know all the songs on that album, like, very well, because I played that tape, that cassette, all the time. So, for me, I'm going to give it to DMX. Same here. I mean, that's an ill posse cut. I mean, they're both posse cuts, but the verses are better on Niggas and Started Something. One of the few songs where Mace actually had a hard verse and it was believable, and then X had a killer verse. So, easy DMX round for me. Brooklyn? DMX. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So now we're 17. I love it. Eat the East Side is I love it versus. Okay, good. We have both of these songs. So we have four, three, two, one. LL was on this? Okay, hold on. That's LL's song. Isn't this the oh, one? Shit, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I forgot what song. I was like, what song is it? Okay, yeah. Go ahead. Isn't this the one with, um, God, I can't remember the name of that rapper. Cameron. Who pretty. Yeah, and that, this was pretty much the end of his career. This is where it started because um, he had a verse and Hello took offense to it. So he re-recorded it and his verse is actually dissing cannabis, but he's not naming right. him. And, you know, it was going to go under wraps, but then the original version leaked. So then people put it together that they were going at each other. And then that's when cannabis came out with second round knockout and that whole battle started. There are like two generations of kids who don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> right. This was back in 98, 97. Yeah. This was real hip hop, y'all. <laughs> Real hip hop, hip hop with a backpack, okay? Um, Alright, hold on. Mm-hmm. What what's the verdict? What do you guys want? Oh, what do you guys want? Exactly. Yeah, Me that's too. Like, you know, I mean, Eastsiders. He, he there's like better Eastsiders songs he could have picked. That's like a generic, typical G funk track. Yeah, I don't know why he picked it. Chose the song because okay, well, one song he didn't put on all at all was um, "Sexual Seduction." And I was like, I was confused how it didn't make the list. I'm thinking he probably thought, you know, based on X's energy, it wasn't a good idea. That's what I was thinking. He probably thought he needed just some more harder stuff. <laughs> Listen, nigga, if you wanted to win, I mean, you won regardless, but I'm just saying. Well, actually, I don't know. I got to see this all up, but because we have definitely variation going on here, but he should have put sexual seduction. I I thought even for the children, you know, for them to look back and remember their childhoods. Hello. But I was like, I don't know why he didn't put that in there. All right. So 18. We're 18 now. uh, KMP remix versus money. Okay. These are here. We'll listen to them here. I mean, mm, but listen to the next one. I don't know what 
the shit out of here. What were you saying, Israel? I was like, get that shit out of here. That's easy X round. Mm-hmm. Yes. Me, me too. I was like. Bad choice. Well, I don't think it's a bad choice. I think depending on your type of hip-hop you like and preference, I think some people would choose P.I.M.P. over it. I do think they would. <sighs> Maybe on the age thing, but I know for me, and, you know, I saw 50 in his prime, and he um, was supposed to do a show at Morehouse in 03, and our good old friend Sean King, he actually blocked it from going through saying 50 was not a good influence for the Morehouse men, so we actually had to go off campus to watch him, him in the uh, clips. So even at the height of his power, it was just like, that was never really a big song that I liked a lot on that album, and uh, to me, a lot of that album hasn't really aged that well, but um, that song in particular, not against Money, Power, Respect, just the energy is just not equal to a lot of it. So hold on, hold on. Sean King, the one that people are calling, um, what do they call him these days? They call him like a grifter and a fraud, like what, every three months? Trying to say. Yeah, because he's supposed to be really, ain't he supposed to be really white? Well, they, no, they're calling him, I was thinking, Talcum X. That's what he's doing. Oh, wow. The funny thing is, so he was wow. school president my freshman year. Um, well, I didn't realize he went to Morehouse. Yeah, he did. He went to Morehouse. And it's funny when I hear all this stuff now because you know, I was young, 17 at the time, but I never thought he was white. He never looked white to me. <laughs> I don't think he looked ago, white was, either. Yeah, so it's kind of funny to see that now because it never crossed any of our minds seeing him around. Not for a second. Oh, I thought he was white the whole time. Now. You did? And not because, <laughs> not, but not because of a look. Because he wouldn't do the DNA test. Oh. So, so for me, like... Especially when you light bright, you better come mm. with these nigga receipts, okay? So. No, see, but even those of us who is purple, dark purple, still coming out sometimes 30% Caucasian. I know. Yeah. So especially because you light bright and people are questioning <laughs> it, then pass us these receipts. Because I'm not asking what, for it to be... What quota do you have to hit to be considered black? I don't need him to listen. I just need him to not be 100% white. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I just need to not... Because if he is 100% white, or let's say he's 90% white, then I will say that you are Talcum X. Because the question <laughs> is, who's your father? Right? And he said, oh, you know, and that's what they've questioned that. So to me, to prove it, then just... Do your little 23 and me and call it a day. Because it doesn't mean that he needs to be right. 100%. Because everybody knows that by default. Because of slave trade and everything. You know, no one's 100% African to be considered black. So, his parents are separated? Well, here's the thing. So, oh, wow. his mm. bi- the biological father, he claims that he doesn't know. Like, his mother had an affair. Mm. And that's why he doesn't want to talk about it. But the person who signed his birth certificate is white, was a white man. Oh! But, but he claims that's not his real father. His mother was with someone else. And that's why he was treated differently. Because even when we were at school, he had to leave because, um, I guess in his hometown, there was some type of racial incident. I think it happened before he came to Morehouse, where he was beaten badly um, outside of his high school. And it led to him having all these back problems and everything. So he claims he was treated differently in his hometown because everybody knew he was biracial because of what his mother did. That's the story. Well, where is he from? What's his hometown? Uh, where is he from? Somewhere it's... in the Midwest. I oh, mm. well, mm. 
run me them DNA receipts. That's all I want. I think with him, as much as people like hate him, if he ain't over fifty percent, it might make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> he got to be at least majority black. If he not, it, it, it'll probably get worse. That's probably why he didn't do it. It, it just opens to speculate. It just it makes it open to speculation. I feel like he can't. He shouldn't say that because if we accept like Rashida Jones, we accept a lot of people who are not necessarily phenotypically right looking like they're of African descent. That's not the issue. The issue here, but Rashida Jones's receipt is her daddy is Quincy Jones. She don't need to give us. She don't need to give us a DNA test because Quincy Jones is like, yes, that's my child. All right. But he has a lot of enemies, like all over. So, I mean, a lot of a lot of enemies. Malcolm X, don't let them do them DNA on you. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> We're going to have to have a side conversation, Ishmael, because I didn't realize it was this deep with him, and I need to understand the whole story. Oh, yeah. He's, I mean, he started out, he, he was our class president. He was a good speaker back then, just like he was now. Everybody loved him. He left to take care of, quote-unquote, some medical issues. Then he founded a church down here. Then mm. church went kaput. Then he started mm. getting into this stuff. He's been all over the place, so he knows the how to church, hustle. church, you know how to as soon as, There you go. As soon as you said that, I knew. He can hustle. But the other thing is, you know, as much as people say he's stolen money, you know, we haven't really gotten anything concrete to really say he has, but or there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, because mm. it's constant, constant, you know, accusations. You know, he hasn't been caught red-handed yet, but you know. You told me he founded a church. That's all I need to know. That's all, you need. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need to know. Let's get back to the battle. Look, we always want to give you a little black history moment or a black adjacent moment, depending on his DNA results. Okay. <laughs> so I think we're at number 18. Yeah, no, we did that. One. So 19. Oh, ooh. 19 was the hardest one for me. 19 was the. Yeah. Oh, one. yeah. So let's do it. Rough Riley's anthem versus nothing but a G thing. I mean, come on. Both totally different vibes. <sighs> Good times back in them days. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to go to Dre. Not, not Dre, Snoop. No, it was Dre. <laughs> Dre's song. Okay, I had to like rock the whole time. Um, exactly. The reason you did that made my decision easy. <laughs> you gotta be G thing. But you just had to let it ride because that it sounded so different from everything else that we had heard before. That I mean, it's a groundbreaking hip hop song. I'm gonna give it to Snoop. I'm gonna give it to Snoop. I have to because even if I think just me listening to the two, even though Rough Riders anthem was still, no, it was fire. I Take mean, nothing away from it. Listen, yeah, listen to that intro, man. Mm. Mm. It's another one people used to go crazy for. That's yeah. true. Whew. What do you guys think? So tell me. Oh, I'm still going with G Thang. Okay. That's a transformative hip hop song, so gotta go with that. This is like asking me to pick between cheesecake <laughs> and black cake. I love them both. I can't make a choice. Um, I do, but even even though I did, I actually I think I'm gonna give it to Snoop. I'm gonna give it to Snoop. There, it, there, there was something. Just listen to them back to back. Yeah, yeah. Something about the Snoop song was just just took me a little bit, a little bit more over the edge. 
Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's, it's I, I can't. They are both dope songs. I mean, they definitely elicit different responses from me, but they're both, I mean, DMX is clearly you about to just wild the fuck out <laughs> with that song. And I like, you know, the smoothness of Dre and Snoop, but still, like, it's kind of like, you know, do I like chocolate or do I like cherries? I like them both. No, I do. And I do like them both. We're just forced in a situation. And I would, I would just say, you know, it's like when you, you know, when you see people running a, a marathon and like the Olympics or a race and you just neck and neck, right? And that little, that ribbon is there mm -hmm. and you think you make it, right? You, you just about to make it and somebody just, just passes you just like a little <laughs> bit. And you big bad because you number two though. Because you was killing it. But someone just, just, just went just a little bit in front of you. Uh, so that's. You saying Dre squeeze past real quick? I, I think he just squeeze past he makes it a little bit. But you know, it was, it was a very close, close race. Just, just a squeak, just a smidgen of squeak, right? But it almost only counts in horse horseshoe. So look, I gotta make. I, I'll, I'll do it. Just a little bit. Just a smidgen. But not. I knew all the words to both songs. I was like mm. bopping the boat, you know. Mm. Yeah, that's that's the, that was a, to me that was the hardest round, which is why this is definitely a curated list because they did that on purpose. Okay. Mm. Um, and then I was twenty one. I didn't realize it was twenty. Oh, because the first ones weren't really songs. Okay. Uh, so the last one is. The next episode and where the hood at? We can play. No, you ain't do party no. up in here and drop it like it's hot. Oh, I didn't. Oh, oh, okay. Party up in here. Okay, I have two phones looking at. Yeah, one. this this my anthem for life. Okay, so let's start. Wait, hold on. I'm sad. I think I know what my issue is here. Is it not on the Spotify playlist? Okay, it is. It is. Okay. Wait, is it? Sorry. And then, and there's even a better verse later on, but okay. And then, mm -hmm. drop it like it's hot. When the pimp's in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. When the pigs try to get at you, park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. If a nigga get an attitude, pop it like Um, I will opine on this, okay? I know what I'm picking, but I want to opine on this. I think that a lot of people, just even from meme culture and everything, would go with drop it like it's hot um especially pharrell you know just the appeal of pharrell but me and brooklyn happened to we were on the group text and i happened to tweet at the same time that party up is the type of shit i say every day at work every week at work amen <laughs> okay amen so for for where i am in my life and how the way my career is set up Y'all gonna make me act a fool up in here, up in here? It's like a weekly shit that I say. <laughs> so for me, party up is very real. Cause it's like a, it's just a part of just life for me. And it's funny you say that because um, when the song came out, my mother really liked it. 
for the same reason, because <laughs> what she was going through at work. So, <laughs> but I think it, you know, that song bangs better to me too. And then you had that classic line. You remember him and uh, Corrupt had some issues because allegedly DMX was messing around with Foxy. So that line later in the song was about Corrupt. We're talking about the kid ain't yours, the girl's a mm. hoe. So mm -hmm. it's memorable for a whole bunch of reasons. So I like Party Up more than uh, Drop It Like a Side. And honestly, Pharrell's verses on that was better than Snoop's. Mm. Surprisingly. So I think were you you were unanimous on party up? Yes. That's you know, that's interesting because I'm telling you, I'm sure people were really gonna do drop it like it's hot. Like, you know, because they would do dances and all types of shit as laid back a laid back vibe. But listen, y'all gonna make me lose my mind up yep. in here. If we're talking about real life, you gotta go with party up. <laughs> y'all gonna make this. me go all out. <laughs> So this is 20, and you know, they did another round, and that was kind of like a bonus round. So we do want to tally up the 20, or also do the, the bonus round, too. Well, the last one, I mean, because the intros, I mean, we're going to count the intros, I guess. Is this bonus? I feel like they did the last one. Yeah, because this, um, this is round 21. You know, versus is supposed to be 20 rounds. Let's just do it. We don't have to abide by the rules. We'll just do it based on all 21. Because okay. they they did that. I don't, I don't know if that's going to, unless it's like very close but let's see okay so it's where the hood at and next episode okay all right so who who gets that that was dre's triumphant return crown of 2001 and that was a big moment so i gotta go with the next episode brooklyn i'm gonna have to go with the next episode as well so do i as much as i like dmx yeah i do like where the hood at but as far as yeah the next episode was definitely a classic. Yeah. I, yeah. For the next episode, it's a classic. I think that's great. I actually think for ending the versus battle, I think it was a great song to end it, actually. So in terms of we were just if we were just judging it based on like sequencing for the versus battle, I actually thought it was a great song to end like the session with. Um, and next episode was just, you know, just nostalgic wise. I would have given it to just where the hood at for like, okay, you did that. You actually stayed in the battle. You didn't just die. Like, okay, cool. Um, but for the actual song and history, I, you know, I think unanimously it makes sense for it to be Snoop. Yeah. True. So uh, let me tally this up with my bad handwriting, figure out what the hell we end, ended up here. Oh, but you did ties though. Oh, fuck. Okay, fine. Well, how many did I tie? Probably like three. You, did, you tied three. Um, I did no ties. You did no ties. I did one tie. Yo, Ismail, you obviously gave Snoop way more than, you know, I did. He did. He, he was, you know, <laughs> he made it clear from jump. Yeah, I gave Snoop, I think, like the first five. And then DMX, I probably gave him like the last, maybe what, five out of seven. So it's like Snoop started strong, DMX ended stronger. But yeah, I, I saw I people mean, tweet that. Actually, I saw people tweet that too. Even performance-wise, you see like, DMX was a little nervous at first, and then he started warming up, cracking jokes, getting into it. I don't know. He might have been, you know, a little bit self-conscious about his appearance. You know, just like you were saying, you know, put on the weight now. You know, he looks a little different than what he did in his heyday. Well, honestly, most of the performers from back then look different. Yeah, absolutely. Even Busta Rhymes is just round. <laughs> yeah, but everybody can't be uh, well, LL and Nelly. They're like the only ones that really kind of, you know, look the same. 
They, they probably just live the in the gym. LL don't look the same. LL look like he got a lot of plastic surgery well, on his face. Well, I mean, body-wise. You think? <laughs> yeah. Really? I mean, I was noticed, I just kind of attributed it to him being like, yo, that nigga old now, so... He's been looking plastic for oh, 20 years, yeah, he's girl. Had, he's, he's had some work done, yeah. He's, looked, he's wow. been looking plastic for 20 years. From 2000, I was like, this nigga looking suspect. <laughs> I just, I was just looking at him like, you just not aging well, but uh, okay, wow, oh. Well, I think if my math is correct, I think that last round broke the draw, so I think I have it 11-10 snoop. Yeah, you do have 11-10, you have 11-10. Just eat by on that last round. What what I say? What I what was is is not just say if you're using the twenty one. <laughs> I said it was just just an inch pass in the marathon. That's all. If not, it would have been a draw. But see, I'm, I'm looking at my card. There's probably one, two, three, four, probably six rounds where I was like iffy, you know, going back and forth. So it was really that close. And then you think about the Snoop. He didn't play still dry. DMS could have played twenty four hours to live. We right here, grand finale, couple songs he left off. And like you mentioned, sensual seduction. Snoop didn't play that. Okay, so yeah, okay, so okay. I mean, I don't. Well, it's not. It's not. We're we're not even close. Me and Brooklyn are closer because okay. you you were more even. Because Brooklyn gave more of a tie. I obviously was overwhelmingly DMX. <laughs> and Brooklyn, I gave a tie. Hold on, let me put the ties in here. I gave two ties, I think. Yep, I gave two ties, and Brooklyn gave... Okay, so it ended up being... So I smiled, like you said, you did straight across... You did Snoop 11, DMX 10. I did six Snoop, 13 DMX. No, Dang. You did five Snoop, 13 DMX, okay? Yeah. And <laughs> you, gave, you gave three ties, and I gave two ties. Oh, so... But you know, the consensus I've been seeing, it seems like most people picked X. I know some of the Snoop fans were upset because I know Revolt, right after they had um, said DMX won, and they had to take the post down because I guess Snoop fans were like in their comments going on, Mm. you know, claiming regional bias and all that. But (laughs) But I have have a problem though. Whenever people say regional bias, they only mean New York. They don't mean anybody else. True. Yeah, they just mad that their side didn't didn't get the get the nod. But I think it's a, it was a combination of DMX's presence, you know, just seeing him again in Good Spirits and hearing all these songs. You know, most of these Snoop songs have been in rotation. You, you know, we've heard G Thing recently and stuff like that. A lot of these DMX songs, you know, we haven't you know listened to in a while. So just hearing them again, I get I think it gave him that extra punch to get some of those rounds. All the nostalgia, all the nostalgia. yes, mm-hmm. definitely a lot of nostalgia. I mean, I think, I mean, but I will say this, at the end when they were freestyling, I, I was like, okay, Snoop, you still got skills, though. I was like, yes, okay, yes. you can do a little something. Oh, yeah, that, that's always been his bag, just freestyling. He could do whole albums like that. So I said, look at you, Uncle Snoop. Snoop Lion, <laughs> okay? Look at you, Snoop Lion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Snoop has a gospel album out. I know we were talking about gospel music earlier. I never listened to the whole thing, but people said it was pretty decent. Really? I want to say this is maybe four, maybe five years ago. It was like a one-off thing. You know, I think it was right after the whole Snoop Lion thing when he was trying to do the reggae for a little while. Yeah, he put out a gospel album. It might be a double album, if I remember correctly. So wow. Something to check out if you want some free time. But it kind of shows you the type of showman he is and his personality and his brand. He can literally do everything. And then he had the Martha Stewart show. He's done reggae albums. Um, 
He's done porn. People forget about that. He had his own porn series years ago when he was young. I never knew that. <laughs> Wait a minute. Was he starring in it? No, 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 no. He was just hiring okay. porn stars. No. He was just like Oh, I thought you meant he, he starred in it. Oh, no, no, no. He was like the host. And he hired the, you know, the, the famous porn the stars of the day. Yeah, to, to do it. You know, has I was not aware of that. that wow. This was when he was still relatively young. I want to say, like, what, 2000, 2001? Yeah, he was still pretty young at the time. But he's literally done everything. Like everything you can possibly do in media, he's done. Done movies, everything. Well, listen, you could even see at one point DMX had to go to the bathroom and <laughs> Snoop was still the showman, wanted to dance and do everything. Um, you know, crip walking nonstop. Oh yeah. Changing lyrics, saying that he's a crip. Uh I think for PIMP he said, you know, he's a CRIP. He did Yes. He did. So, he's an OG, isn't he? And Snoop knows his hip-hop, too. One of those little segments where he was dancing and all that, they were playing DJ uh, Battle Cat. He was playing X-Clan. And he was reciting yes. the lyrics word for word. A friend of mine from the, uh, L.A. was telling me, I had no idea. She was telling me that X-Clan, and she's about in her early 40s, was really big in L.A. in the early 90s. And I was kind of shocked by that. So, she told me that a couple of days before the Versus Battle. So, to see Snoop up there reciting... The lyrics word for word, a funkin' lesson is okay. It just shows you how universal hip hop is. I had no idea people on the West Coast would be in the X Clan like that. Look, you know, it, it was great. I was pleasantly surprised, reminded of lots of songs that I know verbatim, but for mm -hmm. some reason haven't listened to for years on my playlist. So, you know, I was pressing Spotify <laughs> on Twitter, like, where is your list? Because Tidal came out with the playlist immediately as soon as it was Quickly, done they put yeah. it up mm -hmm. um and i was like excuse me what's this and, and and actually spotify tends to be good but i don't know i guess they had problems clearing stuff so they were like nah which is weird because they have several um versus playlists so mm -hmm. you know they had it together so i followed it because you know i'm gonna i'll be listening to it all weekend because the next day i tweeted i said i'm only listening to dmx today fyi <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I did, and yeah, and it's you know it's funny when I think of party up being young and it being a party song, and then being now older and like yo, this is just expressing my experience in corporate America. Yeah, <laughs> a little different now, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know what I was wondering. Because you know Jay's perspective was so different from ours because he was in single digits when some of these songs came out. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of wondering if he perceives it the way I perceive um, hip hop for like our older sister's age. I, I, mean, I think it depends on who you are, right? How you do it. Because early hip hop, depending, I, I do like it, you know, like Slick Rick, Mona Lisa, I'm little, but I remember that vividly, you know, so. We See, that's not early hip hop to me. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that's not early hip hop? You mean like what, um, Sugar Hill Gang? Sugar Hill Gang, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's just like prehistoric to us. Stop. Dang. Stop <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if Jay is like looking at DMX. And the way we was bugging out over it, like, wow, you know, this of is like... Of course he is. He tells me... That's how I look at Sugar Hill. He tells me about time old niggas in the club all the time. Listen. Right. <laughs> we, 
we listen. He and I talk about shit like this all the time. He's like, oh, he hates because he DJs and he's like, he hates to go to club because these old niggas who's forty trying to live their heyday and blah blah blah. He, you know, he, yeah. he hates that shit. So, you know, I his day will come soon. That's what I tell him all the time. That's an encounter for everybody, and you won't even know when you when, when it comes. You just gonna wake up one day like, what the hell is this on the radio? And that's when you know. Or you wake up one day and you're in a Twitch, you're in a Twitch chat room. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) That's an inside joke, first of all. (laughs) You're in a Twitch chat room clutching your purse, looking around. (laughs) Like, what the hell am I doing here? Wait, are you on Twitch? We were on Twitch the other day. She was bugging out. I didn't really care. I just had jokes about it. She was like appalled that she was in a Twitch room. <laughs> this is not for me. This is not for me. He was doing um he was doing like a DJ. He DJs, right? He was doing an IG Live, but IG Live kept kicking him out because of the new rules. And so he kept telling people to go to Twitch. And so I'm, you know, I'm just like, okay, why is Instagram acting like Teddy Riley today? I'm confused, but I went and I'm just in it. I was like, I don't like the emojis in Twitch, but whatever. I didn't personally, it was, it was very basic to me, mm. but she was shocked and appalled and disgusted. I was, I was, <laughs> you know, you, <laughs> you did you all see that? You all ever remember that Bill Cosby episode? Um, when Sandra and their husband moved into their first apartment and um, the Cosbys went to visit. Sandra was pregnant at the time and like everything was just ghetto and he had to repair. He was repairing stuff himself. Yeah. One, the, the armchair had one arm higher than the other. <laughs> and I definitely felt like this, this is, yeah, no, this is not for me. <laughs> this, this, is, this is not for me. But listen, Twitch didn't have any problems like Instagram. It true worked the whole time. It just, I think there are actually different levels to it though. Like you can do basic or higher or not. And for him, cause it wasn't like a big audience. It made sense to do basic. So it, the emojis had to be basic because he was on the basic plan. <laughs> <laughs> the emojis were terrible. I was like, what type of AOL chat room is this shit? Thank you. It was just wretched, wretched. But it was reliable and steady. And then, you know, I put it on my Fire TV. That It was janky. But, you know, go off Amazon. Go off Jeff Bezos. <laughs> You're making all this money, okay? Mm-hmm. Go off. So, you know, the age difference, I think it depends on how you do it. Like, for me, being little and then we, you know, our eldest sister is older, a lot older, it, it, for me, it was like, you know, this is what you're growing up and then you're hearing like her and her teenage friends listen to. And so it's kind of cool. Like, do you remember? You must remember this. It's well, now you're just hearing us talk about super shit. But when she was, our older sister was a teenager and we were small and her friends would come over and they would like dance in the bedroom in Brooklyn. And they would lock us out. They would lock us out. Yep. <laughs> but they used to like, I think, change the light bulb color. Yep. But yes. we didn't know that it was light bulb color. Then we would put socks over the light bulb. And, and burn, burn the, the socks. socks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm almost just her friends. It's just, 
you know, just, you know, and then I, so a lot of the songs I know are from a lot older than me, but it's just because you have sibling that's older. Right. So I think Jay is a little better because, you know, we grew up right close to each other. I don't think he would take it completely. Like if, I think if you were, if you were like the oldest child and then there were a bunch of younger than you, then this music sounds stupid because you're like, well, I was too little. doesn't matter. But I think if you come into a situation when there are older siblings, stuff like that, then you're just hearing it growing up because it's a part of their history and you're absorbing it. You know what I mean? Mm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I think if it was just him, because he's also the youngest like me. So if he didn't have older siblings or if, you know, we weren't there down the street, it would have been, different if it was just him and then he had a bunch of younger siblings then this would be irrelevant because the music that would be relevant was whatever he was growing up with right but so i think you know he could tell you know speak his own truth but um i didn't invite him so i guess i didn't care about his opinion has he ever (laughs) told you who his favorite rapper is i'm sorry has he ever told you who his favorite rapper is no i never asked him who's your favorite rapper oh me not Mm. yeah it's a tie for me between Nas and Outkast. Outkast. Really? Yeah, Drake yeah. was my favorite for when Appointment I was out. I was still in high school. So for about two or three years, he was my, my top guy. Nas got, got the spot back after uh, Stillmatic came out. Mm. Biggie's my favorite. I can't not. So Biggie? So Biggie. Don't matter if it's a short career. It's just, um, again, tech crack, tech. Ten Crack Commandments means so much more now to me. Isn't it? I remember you played that so yes, much. Good God. Did I? Well, I'm sure I did. That whole album. Yes. You know, thank God that we had it on CD. Otherwise, you would have busted that tape. Listen, that, that, let Biggie's absolutely, uh, hands down, babe. But, yeah, I texted him. I'll ask him who his favorite rapper is. I mean, I don't know. It's probably, I hate if he, I hope he don't text me Kanye. <laughs> I hope you don't text me, Kanye. Uh, he's, I think he knows better than for it to be Drake. So You might be surprised. I hope he wouldn't say Drake. You know, a, lot of, a lot of these kids, well, I'm going no. swear by Drake, but um, you know, he's been been around for so long now. You know, his first album came out, what, 2008? Yeah, so, so that's the, that's the that's that's the right timing for him. That's the right. Oh, that's it for is. Jay. That's the right. That's the right timing for Jay. So yeah, but with his, I mean, with the amount of quality music he grew up around, I would hope he's more discerning. <laughs> um, I'll let y'all know, and if I you know, if I have to edit it back in here and say what he ended up saying. Um. Hmm. I hope it's not or. J Cole, maybe I'm assuming like. Kendrick. We can rock with a Kendrick. Maybe Kendrick. That's the funny thing now. You know, those those guys are considered old school now. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Mm. We have a whole new generation out now. Of, uh, Takashi of could be your favorite, okay? Good Lord. Not him. I he's, would... he's, too, he's too old for Takashi to be his favorite, but... I hope not. I should ask, you know I should ask? Uh, our cousin who's a nurse, her brother, because he's like 21, 22. Oh, oh, wow. I, I don't oh, even want to know. <laughs> he do you remember? He went to the same high school as um, Lauren Hill's daughter, and then I had said, "Oh, you." When he had said, I was like, "Oh yeah, you go to the same high school." And he didn't and know I, who that was. And he was like, "Who's Lauren Hill?" I said, "Okay, you know what?" Oh, miseducation. Yes, time. exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, yep. he wouldn't. He wouldn't know. But then he was like, "Oh, it's grand." He, he's like, "Oh, it's 
is Bob Marley's granddaughter. I know she goes here. I, I was like, okay. So, I mean, that's fair. That was interesting. And, you know, as great as that album was and as similar, seminal a moment as it was, you know, because her career turned out the way it did, we remember it, but it hasn't really gotten the recognition as it should have gotten for subsequent generations. Because no one really talks about it like that anymore. Yeah, I mean, whatever beef she's having with... You know, the record company, I don't know what it takes, but I'm not going to a Lauryn Hill concert until she can sing them songs the way they were on that album. I don't want to hear her remixes. But isn't that always the problem? Artists outgrow. Like, you're also asking someone who's, like, nearing 50 to sing something from when she was, like, you know, 21. The Rolling Stones do it all the time, and they're, like, 500 years old. Hmm. You've seen X do it. You've seen Snip do it. There ain't no excuse. Well, they were playing, they were pressing play. They weren't really doing anything. But when they perform, you know. And actually working on an album now with Swiss. I mean, he'll still perform his same songs the same way, even as a 50-year-old man. Well, X tried to do a little remix to one of them songs. I recognize the remix he did. Because he, he was, like, the regular was playing, but he was singing the remix to it. But, um, yeah. I mean, Lauryn Hill, again, back to mental illness. <laughs> it's, you know... I think we have to be careful because, you know, she's not in a place to make sound requests. And then she also doesn't have a track record where anyone is going to invest in her or believe in her because she's iffy with showing up on time. Hmm. So, again, the mental illness, not having the right people around you and then maybe you know going out of control as you see Kanye right now going out of control I've had enough of Kanye me too <laughs> what part all of it I, mean, I, I can't even say he like I don't care what happens with him I just don't he's just over him been like that for a while he like permanently on the sick and shut list in church you can talk about mental illness and all that. It's like, I just don't care at this point. I'm just tired of him getting... The shenanigans? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's enough. And it's like, it always seems to happen when he has a project coming out. Mm. Mm. Or as sick as he claims to be. Mm. Mm. I mean, Connie is a whole other episode, and I would never dedicate an episode to him anyway, so that's that. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, I... You know, it's I, I talked about this too, like with the girl on Twitter, why do I have empathy for DMX? I, we talked about it, right? Versus Kanye. And I just feel like because he's, I don't know if it's disingenuous. It, it's hard. To, like the mental illness is real, but everything else is sus. Like I just, I don't find authenticity from him, period. So then it's hard for me to empathize. You know, and you and you're married to like the queen of fake. Hmm, exactly. That. It's it's just hard to empathize because you just come across as a stunt queen by nature. I agree. So you know, and then stupid idiots are talking about they would vote for him for president. I'm like, excuse me? Have we not learned anything? Hmm. Obviously not. So so anyway, yeah, I don't know. Hip-hop and mental illness seem to go hand in hand. Don't ask me why. Who should be our next versus battle? Well, not just hip-hop and mental illness. Maybe music and mental illness? Because, I mean... Showbiz. Yeah, there you go. 
showbiz. True, showbiz, yeah. Some people just know how to, kind of like what Dave Chappelle did when he walked away from everything. Sometimes you have to do that just to save your, your mental health. Yeah. But some people either they can't do that because they're addicted to fame or contractually they really can't do that because, you know, they're tied up and they have to perform. And um, yeah, it takes a toll on you. you got to be a really, really strong individual. And some people, they just, you know, they get in it and they're like, I'm just for the music. I just want to do my art and everything. But when you're in the show business, right, so much more is required of you. And then we've seen people completely go off the deep end. Remember what happened with Kurt Cobain, you know, just telling yourself. Couldn't handle any of it. You know, show business, yeah. I think show business and then one, the need for attention and whatever, idolation, whatever it comes from like trying to fill that void you know you do have a lot of people with mental illness gravitate towards it and oftentimes people with mental illness can also be very talented so absolutely genius hey guys i'm ending the episode here as i mentioned in the very beginning this was a long recording this is actually only half of the discussion so i think we probably mentioned him more later on but i didn't even listen to the whole thing but um as you can see lots of love for dmx Clearly, he was my number one draft pick in this versus, and it was a great way to go down memory lane and um, give him his flowers at the time and acknowledge his body of work and contribution to hip hop. So thank you for listening. Until next time. Peace. Peace.